man who I highly esteem, who's been a dear friend of mine for uh, well over 20 years. And if it was not for him, I wouldn't be in ministry. I uh, probably wouldn't be married. I mean, it's just there's certain people that God brings into your life that are divine appointments. And it's a man of integrity, a man of, man of honor, a tremendous anointing. One of my very dearest friends. Would you please put your hands together for Michael Gannon? Praise the Lord. Well, you may be seated. Thank you so very much. It was uh, truly amazing to be here this morning. And... Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like when you go on a long trip and you come home. There's something about coming home. You're so glad you're home. And today, this morning, it felt like that for me. And uh, I just can't thank you enough. I just love being here. Um, So let me just tell you a little bit. We're going to uh, pray. For you tonight, if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, uh, or if you need a miracle from God, uh, we're going to pray for that tonight for you. Um, You're certainly welcome to stand in for other people. Uh, I've prayed for dogs to be healed. One of the most amazing miracles this kid his dog had parvo and the vet uh, said just take it home it's gonna die in a few days and it was like his the love of his life this little dog and the family asked me they're like pastor would you pray for our dog you know <laughs> sure you know I'm not religious so I went over and you know God instantly healed his little puppy and I, re- and I remember telling this kid, I said, this is a sign, not just for the life of your dog, but for the love God has for you, that he loves what you love. And because he loves what you love, he healed this dog as a sign to you. And I'm just telling you, it, there's nothing impossible for him. I mean, there really isn't. I've prayed for people with ter- terminally ill like weeks to live I'm telling you and God just instantly heals him and so we're going to pray tonight for miracles and whatever it is you need I'll, I'll believe with you for that to happen in your life and um you know, one of the greatest things, I, I have a very dear friend. I was going through a difficult time. Um, I just left KC. Um, I was moving, uh, l- leaving everything I knew in Hawaii. You know, I, we had a 4,500 square foot house, seven bedrooms, five bathrooms, ocean view of 
the Pacific Ocean. The sun set right on this balcony that I had built on the second floor. It's just beautiful, immaculate, travertine everything, granite everything. This is beautiful. And I was leaving that, and, and I needed a miracle financially. And I'm, I'll tie, maybe tie this into my message tonight. So then this counts as my, on the clock right here. I'm on the clock. I punched in. I'm on the clock. I'll tell you this story. I won't. Yes. Yes, sir. And uh, I needed a miracle uh, because I was taking a sabbatical. Sabbatical is code for not being paid. I was taking sabbatical. I needed a miracle. And a friend of mine called me on the phone and said, my wife and I have been praying and we, we would like to help you. And I mean, they're good friends. I said, well, praise God. And they wired me $144,000. And I thought, how do you repay that? I didn't know. I was a little troubled. I'm like, oh my goodness, that is so much money. I took a year and a half sabbatical. And I was praying and the Lord spoke to me. I was jogging one day. And God dropped a way that I could bless them. They have they have everything. You could not get them something that well, I'll just tell you what he does. He, he owned, founded, and ran the largest private insurance company in America. And he sold it to Blue Cross and Blue Shield for a just insane amount of money. And he's one of my best friends. So I'm jogging and God spoke to me and said, I know what you can do. So I called him on the phone. I flew to L.A. from at that point, I was in Kentucky, flew to L.A. from Kentucky. And they were trying, they own a mountain right next to Ronald Reagan's ranch. Where, where Ronald Reagan's library, from his mountain, you look straight across to Ronnie's library. And, they, and it's, a, it's their own mountain. And they were trying to sell the mountain they owned behind them. And it had been on the market for several years. And they had just done this huge development in Montana. Um, you know, they bought like their own little city and developed it. And they were trying to sell these, this development. And um, so I want you to listen very carefully. Is everybody listening? It was on the market for years. No one called them. It had not been shown one time. Because who, who has the money for a mountain? <laughs> you know. And I prayed for them and I said, you know, you sowed this thing into my life. And I'm going to believe with you that God will supernaturally sell this thing for you. 
and I prayed in their kitchen. Do you know, two weeks later, he called me on the phone. He said, somebody came to come see it. They put an offer on it. And then two days later, somebody else came and bid against them. And then the other people who saw it first counterbid. And they sold it for cash. I'm just trying to tell you, it, when it comes to miracles, I mean, I could talk the rest of the night about how awesome miracles are. But we're going to believe God with you tonight for just whatever you need in your life as a miracle. Amen? And uh, I pray it will bless you. So, um, wow, that's such a great story. <laughs> even impress me. Thank you for playing the little keyboard for me. Wow, that little ambiance thing does actually help you. It's kind of like mood lighting and this kind of helps you. Well, praise God. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't like pause. Certain things in the body of Christ, I don't, I don't care for, quite honestly. Wilderness is our one of them. You know, scriptures of he makes streams in the desert are very, I mean, they're lovely. I love the scripture. I do. But when you're in the middle of the desert, you know, and buzzards are flying overhead. Could I have a little different program? And um, my my original doctorate was in dealing with difficulty. Uh, Pastor Daniel shared I worked for the police and the FBI for eight years. And um, when I left, I was one of the state hostage negotiators for the FBI. I left. They let me have my badge, which I flagrantly use as often as I can. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I got pulled over by a Kentucky state trooper. And when I looked down, I mean, I was, I was gone. I was listening to this song and just went away to heaven. And when I looked down and the blue lights, I was doing 95. And I'm just wrecked in the Holy Spirit. Just bawling my eyes out. I mean, it was like some out-of-body experience. So yes, while driving on the interstate. 
Anyway, thank you, Jesus. He let me go. <clears throat> there certain music I just can I have outlawed it in my car. Like it's just unsafe to listen to it when I'm driving. And um, so anyway, my original doctorate was in dealing with difficulty. I was my first, my first. I started my doctorate in uh, August of 2000, and um, and it was on dealing with difficulty. And you know, by the time I actually got around to to doing it, you know, I mean, really being serious, I thought I already actually have a PhD in dealing with difficulty. <laughs> I do really. <laughs> Just call me Doctor of Difficult, because dude, man, I'll tell you what. Does anybody, can anybody relate? You know, I'm like, what, what do I have to go to school for that for? Be like, Jesus, help me. So anyway, I switched it to biblical counseling. But um, So let me share this word with you. It's in Hosea. <clears throat> Hosea chapter 2. Hosea chapter 2. And it's uh, verse 14, 15, and 16. Has everybody got it? Hosea chapter 2. It says, Therefore, I am now going to allure her. Another translation is... Woo, I will woo you, sort of like a a courtship, you know, a pursuit that I would woo you. Says, therefore, I'm now going to allure her or woo her, and I will lead her into the desert. Another translation says the wilderness. So I will woo you into the wilderness. Everybody say, woo you. Woo you. See, that's, isn't that fun? It does. I'm going to woo you, say woo you, woo you, to the wilderness. So I'll woo you to the wilderness. Maybe that'll be their next song. Maybe not. And speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her back her vineyards. I will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. There she will sing as in the days of her youth in the wilderness. Sing in the wilderness. As in the day she came out of Egypt out of bondage, out of captivity. She will sing like that when you come out of captivity, out of bondage. Verse 16 says, In that day, everybody say, In that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband 
you will no longer call me my master. And what I do for a living now, uh, I'm a clinical director of a drug and alcohol rehabilitation center for men and women in Louisville, Kentucky. And, uh, And so what I do is help addicts. My testimony is that I was an addict that God supernaturally set free. And, um, and, and one of the most common questions is always, why? You know, why? Why am I suffering? Why am I going through this hardship? Why am I struggling? Why do I have a financial, you know, difficulty or bondage? Why am I sick? You know, why am I addicted? Does everybody know what I'm talking about? And, and I'm not here to answer the why. Um, I just know in the wilderness, there's always a way. In the wilderness, there's always a way. And I think the key is, is really in my wilderness is me. You know, if, if, if when all the buzzards are flying over my head and I'm feeling like I'm going to be roadkill, you know, I'm dead meat, this is it, you know, I, I love you, Jesus, I love serving you, but this is it. My, did anybody ever feel like that or is it just me? You know, you feel like if I don't get this miracle, I'm dead. You know, my, this relationship's dead. <laughs> my business is going to be dead. My marriage is going to be dead. You know, my house is going to be dead. My kids are going to be dead. You know, and it, might, and it might not be a physical death. Worse, I think, than physical deaths are, you know, because, because if it's physical, you can just stick it in the ground and be done. Right? The problem in death that's, that's not just stick it in the ground and be done is that it's like, you know, in Hawaii they call it maki dai dead. It, maki is dead. Dai dead is dai dead. It's maki dai dead is dead, dead, dead. It's like, so when you're dead, you're like dead, dead. Maki dai dead, you're dead, dead, dead. And, and, the, and the problem in the wilderness sometimes is you feel dead but you're not dead enough to be buried in the ground and that's worse and how do you find that your way when every thing about you would rather just you know be in the ground <laughs> You know, I know, you know, in dealing with difficulty, why Zachariah and other people prayed, God, if this is what it is, just kill me now. I mean, I just want the one-way ticket to heaven. You know, first class. You know, 
There's no in-flight service because you're in a twinkling of an eye. Boom. Hi. And all your pain is gone. Every problem you have is gone. I mean, it's beautiful. There's no sickness, no suffering, nothing bad, no devil, you know. An occasional visit by him. Can I sift that person, you know? Which is that bizarre that Satan goes to heaven. Anyway, let's not talk about that. And I'm just telling you the wilderness, you know, and the way through is all about my perspective. Can anybody relate to that? And so the key in this verse of scripture of what we read, that God brings you to that place. He woos you to that place in the wilderness so he can speak tenderly to you. You know, when when I spent time in jail, God had my undivided attention. (laughs) I mean, I have never been, well, now I can't say that because I'm desperate for God. But I've never been more desperate for God in jail. You know, you're so desperate to be set free. You know, you're so desperate. And, and he brings you to this place in the wilderness because he, he gets our undivided attention. You know, they're, they're, the distractions when you're in a wilderness and the things in your life that become important become very fine. You know, do you know what I mean? My house, my stuff, bank accounts, things in my life, you know, whatever thing I worked for, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, respect in the community, any of that, when you're, when you're in that place of the wilderness, you know, it's like, I have my kids and I have Jesus and that's all I need. It's really true. And, and so your priorities become very finely tuned. And, um, and it's in that place in the wilderness, because he has your undivided attention, that, that he really can speak something to you so life-giving. And he says, in that place of the wilderness, I'll give back to you all these things that you lost. I'll offer you a door of hope. You know, it says in the Valley of Achor, it's Hebrew for trouble. You know, in that place of trouble, of tribulation, of of trial, in that place of hardship. And, and, you know, you you know what it is to to be in a hard place. You know, they they even made us saying you're between a rock and a hard place, (laughs) you know. That when you're in that place that God could make you a door of hope. You know, in the middle of your wilderness with buzzards overhead, you know, the lady sits down and sings, begins to sing songs of deliverance, begins to sing over herself. You know, there's a great scripture that says he sings over you with songs of deliverance. That's God speaking, singing over you with songs of deliverance. And, And he loves delivering. 
He's a deliverer of the captives. He came, in fact, Jesus said, the verse he read in Isaiah is to set the captive free. He loves setting captives free. He does. He loves breaking bondages. He just does. And so when I'm in that place and God provides that door of hope, I can sing because of what he's done. I can sing because he's worthy. And I'll tell you, I, I have found in my life nothing makes Satan more mad. I mean, if you want to irritate the devil, I mean, you want a sure way of irritating the devil, begin to sing in your tribulation. You know, that's why he says, I can dance on injustice. And I'll tell you, if you can, if you can get your praise on, when, when, there, when it is a sacrifice, it's, it's called a sacrifice of praise. When you can get your praise on, when every single fiber of your being says, crawl under the rock and die. I'm just telling you, it, it irritates the life out of him. It really does. Because it, it makes no sense. Do you know that? We live in like an upside down kingdom. The first are last and the last are first. You know, the greatest of you, you know, the least of you is the greatest of you. Do you all know that? I mean, you know, to, to, to be... To be great in the kingdom, you have to be the least, huh? So it's, it's upside down of the world system, you know? So if you're in a wilderness, you got to be around people who, who, who are not going to participate in your pity party. Because if you want to attract demons, have a pity party. I'm just telling you. Do y'all know what a pity party is? Yeah, woe is me, dude. You want to attract heaven, you worship, you praise, you, you adore God. You know, you begin to lift him up as he is lifted up, as I'm lifted on high, I'll draw him into myself. And that, that praise, that adoration, that, that release just draws you into a higher place. You know, higher than the buzzards. And I don't know that asking why really helps anyway. You know, Corinthians says we see through a glass dimly. You know, when we get to heaven, we will fully know as I am fully known. So when I'm in heaven, all the things I went through in my life will be perfectly understandable. On this side of the veil of life, you know, I'm looking at the wrong side of the tapestry. God, God, like if God wove a rug, he wove the front. He's looking at the front that he wove the rug. I am on this side of life looking at the back side of the rug. I'm looking at the wrong side. It's still the rug, but the side he wove, the reality of heaven, is on the other side. 
It's on the other side of the veil. I can't, I can't see the whole thing. And, and even if I saw it, I don't know that I'd understand it. So there are certain times I'm glad he doesn't explain it to me. <laughs> I mean, I really am. You know, certain things I spare my kids from. You know, you don't need to know that. How come? Because I don't want him to worry. I don't want him to freak out. You know? I don't walk in and go, hey, you know what? Kids, our electric bill's being turned off on Friday. God doesn't do a miracle for us. We're going to be without power. You know, better eat those eggs now because they're going to be going bad. You know, how, how great faith would that be to my kids? They're like little kids. So I don't do that, you know? Do y'all understand what I'm saying? And sometimes God doesn't explain things for your sake. So when you say why and he's silent, he's sometimes silent for a reason. And then let me just say one last thing. And um, I hope this made some sense to you today. Um, you know, I heard this great saying that... Um, in the midst of a test, the teacher is always silent. And many times in my life, what I have found is when I think I need the word that I need to save my life, I, I sometimes don't get it. And then I'll be doing something like shaving my face, you know, and God, and God will just speak to me. So I might go on a 40-day fast, you know, press in, you know, shake heaven and earth, and I, and I don't get anything. I'm like, wait, <laughs> you know, I need a miracle, you know, and it. And God seems a million miles away. And then there's other times like I'll just be shaving and God will just come near. And he'll feel as close as my skin. And just speak a word to me. I see you, son. It just changes everything. Everybody understand that? And so we're going to release tonight great miracles. Maybe you, maybe you don't need to sell a mountain for millions of dollars. You know? Maybe you don't have stage four cancer. Maybe your marriage is not falling apart. Your husband on crack. But whatever is important to you, God knows and loves you. Loves you enough to heal your little dog. He really does. And he's going to do something tonight for you. I can feel it. And um, we're going to take an offering for our dear guest. Um, that's funny. And... Uh, 
And as soon as we're done, I'm just, I'm just going to briefly explain certain principles in Scripture about the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And I'm going to do that because, you know, I have found many times problems with, with speaking in tongues are, are head problems. They're theological problems. Does everybody understand what I mean by that? And so the explanation is very simple. Why God gave gifts in the Holy Spirit. It's very simple. And I'm just going to take a few minutes. All three of my kids speak in tongues and have since they were little kids. And they, they've been speaking in tongues their, you know, almost their whole life. So, um, you know, so if, you're, if you can speak, you're two, three, four years old. I believe you can get filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. And um, so anybody can do it, really. And kids don't get a junior Holy Spirit. You know, they get the full meal deal. And um, so as soon as we're done with our offering, I'm just going to talk to you just briefly about the Holy Spirit and about being filled with the Holy Spirit and why you should speak in tongues. And then and then if you need a miracle, you need healing, you need whatever it does. I'm just telling you, it does not matter the magnitude of your miracle. God can do it for you. And I believe he will tonight. And um, and I just love partnering with the Holy Spirit to do that. Um, and, you know, and maybe you're, you just need to be wrecked by God yourself. Um, you know, refreshed in the Holy Ghost. Um, you know, we're, invi- we're going to invite you to come. Amen. Praise God. Come on, somebody say praise the Lord. Um, Ushers, would you assist us, please? Again, you can use text to give. Let me preface what's about to happen in here. We believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. It's not something that just happens in our small groups. It happens in our small groups, too. I'm thankful for seeker-friendly churches. That's not who we are. I make no apology for it. We We had a real move of the Spirit of God this morning. Third service is powerful. And all of the services are powerful, but sometimes the Lord comes in a way that is beyond your intellect. That's how he's about to come here. You say, well, why is that? Because he wants to touch you. And, and the truth is that if all you do is read the word and study the word, that, that's good. But if all you do is read and study the word, then you will dry up, sir, ma'am, brethren. You'll dry up. You'll find yourself getting dry. Now, we've seen the other thing, too, which is if all you do is have the spirit... Well, you blow up, right? Has anybody beside me seen some spiritual fruitcakes? Praise the Lord. Somebody's like, oh yeah, yeah. But there is the genuine 
display the Spirit of God. And there's a real touch on our brother. Uh, by the way, if you're making out a check, make it out to KC. The entire of this will go towards Daddy Love Ministries. Make it out to KC. We'll send them one check for all of the, all of the uh, offerings that come in. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, it was good though. Let me just say this without saying much about it. I don't know anybody that has suffered more than you. That's, I mean, there's people that are maimed. You know, you're not maimed. I don't know anybody that's had their heart ripped out and stomped on more than you. I will never forget what you said to me in the midst of one of your great trials. I asked him, and I'm not going to tell you all about that. He's going to write a book. Because it's unbelievable, really. It's beyond anything, whatever you can imagine, it's much worse. And I asked him, how are you making it? I know what it is to go through trial. I've been through trials. I, I, crawled, I, crawled, out of, I crawled out of a hell hole myself. God trained my hands for war. I know what it is to worship and, and not feel like it. I know what it is to crawl under, want to crawl under a rock. I know what it is to be so depressed that I just can't get out of bed anymore. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what it is to be delivered. And I, and, I, and I know how to walk through the wilderness. But when you, the things that you were going through a number of years ago, five, six years ago, I just thought, I don't know if I could do that. And I asked him, wonderful to watch people suffering not wonderful that they're suffering but wonderful when you watch somebody that's suffering and they come through they come through the other side yay do i walk through the valley of shadow of death i'll fear no evil i've if you haven't walked through the valley of shadow of death you've got no idea what i'm talking about but i'm just i'm telling you so i asked him how are you doing that how do you how do you breathe how do you how are you i mean he had joy and he said i'll never forget what he said he said, I just, I just look God in the face and I stay in his presence and I stay there. If I come out of his presence, it's, it's unbearable. I thought, whoa, what a statement. The anointing, the mantle that's upon my brother, he's going to release that. I don't know what kind of church experience you've ever had before. I'm just telling you, God's here and it's going to get thick. And there, there might be some people that hop or jump or cry or whatever. I, you know, you say, well, that might be the flesh. Well, it might be. Oh, it might be. Some of it. But you will also have the genuine move of the Spirit of God. And let me just tell you my philosophy of ministry. We might have some, someone that would manifest in the flesh. If it's out of order, we're happy to correct it, and it will be corrected. But the truth is that many times we don't know what's flesh and what isn't. So don't you judge somebody else by what they're experiencing. You go after God. And here's what we figure here at KC. The Lord Almighty is big enough to handle somebody who might be in the flesh that needs to be corrected. It's okay. Somebody starts barking like a dog and acting like a chicken. We're going to help you. Amen. But for the heart that's genuinely desirous, longing, 
yearning like a dry and a weary land where there is no water, God is going to touch you in direct proportion to the hunger that you have. Are you ready? Ushers, would you come? <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, I'm not going to stomp on it. So if you need to slip out because you got to go to work, well, I dismiss you. I understand. I understand that. It's legitimate. We're just going to let God be God and let it roll. If you need to slip out, then you can slip out. We're thankful that you came. We'll be back here Wednesday night. It'll be in Anchorage on Tuesday night. Pastor Gannon, just do whatever you want after I'm praying. You want to prophesy? You want to lay hands on the sick? He has, he has a tendency to kind of be like the Holy Spirit and then he can brood over and pray for somebody until they get their miracle. Look, just go after God, all right? And again, if you have to slip out because you got work early, we totally understand and it's all right. Pastor Gannon, just take the chain off, all right? Let me pray first, all right? No hindrance. Have your will, have your freedom, just be yourself. It's your church, I trust you, mostly. Amen, praise God. Lord, <laughs> bless the offering. Multiply it many, many times over to the saving of innocent children who are sold into the sex slavery. God, I pray that you'd set captives free. I pray that you'd multiply this gift to the gift and the giver. God, thank you for our dear friend, the principles, Lord, and the Spirit of God that's upon him. Use him mightily, God. Even in the days and the weeks, months, and years to come, should you tarry. Bless this offering now, in Jesus' name. Even some 30, 60, 100-fold. Release 100-fold. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, go ahead. Reverend Dr. Gannon. Praise the Lord. Who was not here at uh, one of the three services this morning? Is your hand? All right, so several people. Um, so let me tell you this quick, brief testimony. There's a 22-year-old girl who was Baptist, went to Baptist college, and was a Baptist missionary. What she did for a living is travel and do Baptist mission work. Uh, she came to Louisville, Kentucky, where I live, with this prayer in her mind. I'm coming to Kentucky for God to give me what I need for my future to go out on the mission field. She's she has a doctorate at the age of 22. She's going into medical missions. And so she's a Baptist, grew up Baptist, graduated from a Baptist college. And I felt like in this church service, this happened on Sunday, my, my girls were ministering and singing. I'm their dad. I just was like their roadie, you know, just carry their bags and tell everybody how great they are. And I just love my kids. So I'm like their cheerleader. And so I wasn't speaking. I was just being dad, admiring my kids. And, and I felt like the Lord spoke to me and said, God wants to fill her with the Holy Spirit. And so I wasn't speaking, so I didn't feel like it would be appropriate. So I invited her to lunch with my girls. And I spoke to her and I told her this story. I'm going to tell you about the Holy Spirit and how I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody told me when I got saved, and I was on 10 grams of cocaine, I was a major drug addict, drug dealer, 
been in jail four times, arrested, and, and God supernaturally and sovereignly set me free. So I got saved on 10 grams of Coke out of my mind and in a week moved to Hawaii and started going to this church. And, and someone told me that God gives gifts. And I love gifts. Does anybody love gifts? I love gifts. I love giving them and I love getting them. And they told me God gives gifts. And I'm like, if God gives gifts, I want them. Now, I love gifts. And if God's a gift giver, dude, I want all he's got. And so I heard that, that he gives gifts. You know, the Bible says he gives gifts to men. And so I thought, well, how does that work? And I made an appointment. I was Catholic. So I made an appointment with God. I'm going to be at this church service on Wednesday night, and I'd like your gift. That's what I did. I made an appointment. I'm Catholic, you know? And I went to that church service, and and nobody prayed for me. Nobody laid hands on me. God filled me with the Holy Spirit in that church service. And And it forever changed my life. And, and I told this young lady that, that when you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you have the ability to speak in tongues, it changes everything. I mean, it empowers you. It's called dunamis. It empowers you to live for Him. It empowers you to be His witness. It empowers you to be bold. It empowers you to maybe hear clearer. It empowers you to flow in those gifts, the things that God says are at your disposal Christ purchased everything on the cross so now it's yours all power and authority in heaven and earth has been given to me and I give it unto you it's the last thing he said and so the spirit of God in you which everybody who's saved has the spirit of God in you but the manifestation of that Holy Spirit because, because when you're saved, you get the, the Bible calls it the deposit. The deposit for you to get into heaven is the Holy Spirit. You get that, you get that at salvation. But the manifestation of the power that's released through the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. And that you do. I speak in English because you can understand me. But I can also speak in tongues. Raymond, Samba, Sheke, Topon, Sokon. How come? Yes. I will. So I turn it off and I turn it on. It's like a faucet. I, th- you know, that kid who plays guitar right there, you young men are a cool Christian. You're a great witness for the kingdom of heaven. One of the reasons I didn't want to get saved is because I thought Christians were geeks. And I hadn't really met any that I wanted to be like, quite honestly. <laughs> but you're a cool Christian dude. You really are. How musicians do that? They just play and they got like this head bob thing. Like, yeah. Um, 
So it's just like a faucet. English, tongues. I can speak English, I can speak tongues. So God isn't going to make you weird. If you're already weird, you're weird. So please don't blame it on him. Because speaking in tongues is not what makes you weird. You're already weird. You're still weird. That's not his fault. And so it's, you know, my fear in getting filled with the Holy Spirit is that he'd make me like witness in malls and stuff. You know, like all of a sudden he would just possess me and I'd be like some robot Christian. Yeah, yeah, you're going to hell. God bless you, people. Aloha. And, um, you know, and I didn't want to be weird. Is that all right? Y'all understand what I'm saying? I didn't want to be some weird Christian with a little poster board. You're going to hell. You know, the end is near. Go, no. Oh, no. You know, some bullhorn, you know, repent. Repent. <laughs> so, so I didn't want to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Because I thought, I mean, he already has enough of my life. If I give him more, I might be in bigger trouble. (laughs) But I'm so glad I surrendered. And it really will help you. And so tongues has an S at the end. Everybody say tongues. Tongues has an S at the end. It's my personal prayer language. The Bible says it's the, it's the language of men and angels. Satan cannot understand your tongues. It's the Holy Spirit praying through you to his Father, the Father in heaven. It's God praying to God on my behalf. How, that's like a setup. You know, Jesus is my advocate and his dad's the judge. So come on. That's set up. So it's the Holy Spirit praying in me, through me, to God. The Holy Spirit's God. To God on my behalf, who knows everything. And so that's tongues. It's my personal language. Everybody who speaks in tongues has a different language. And then a tongue, everybody say tongue. Tongue has no ass. That comes from Corinthians and Paul speaking to the church of Corinthians about what orderly worship is. And he said that that tongue must be interpreted. So if I speak in a tongue, in a corporate setting, so my prayer language, my tongues is for my personal edification. It builds me up. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. It builds me up. It's like uh, priming the a pump on a water pump. You know, you got to prime the pump. Tongues is like priming the pump for me to get in faith. I mean, I can even feel it now as I'm talking about. I'm like, it works, man. You know, but a tongue is a thing that I give corporately that must be interpreted. So if I give a tongue which is prophecy, it's just different. Because because a prophecy is in English. But if I give a tongue, then there has to be an interpreter, which is prophecy. It's a different type of prophecy. 
and both are good. Um, but it will really help you in your life. And so I, I just wanted to explain that. And so if you need a miracle today, if you need something in your life, if you have an illness, you need a financial breakthrough, uh, you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized to speak in tongues. Um, so let me maybe do this. If you need tongues, why don't you come here, stand I'm gonna, right I'm here? Gonna, I'm going to partner with you because I, okay, I can't. I'm just going to help you. I'm going to help you because I, yeah. I can like hear it in the Spirit. Um, there's a couple blockages. There's things that will hold you back from actually receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's like a stone in, in a well. You know, wells don't gush water if they're blocked, right? So if you got a blockage, it can be pretty hard for you to flow. Sin is a problem. <laughs> so sin's a problem. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta deal with sin. How do I do that? Well, you gotta believe on Jesus, that he died on a cross and rose again from the grave. And you gotta repent. And many people know, of course, and how many of you know a Christian can sin? So, I mean, if you have received the Lord and you've been born again, well, praise God. If you've not been baptized in the Spirit, you've got to look at your life. Maybe, maybe you got some sin in there, so repent of that. So that's, that's one obstacle. You've got to get rid of that. Theological obstacles are very big obstacles. We've just tried to remove some of those. And I've known people that just set it in their mind. Their mom told them or their grandma told them tongues are from the devil. And that's just the devil's language. Tongues are from the devil. I, you know, having consumed large quantities of Jack, I don't think I ever prayed in tongues. I don't know about you. Did you? Okay, when I was serving the devil, I, although I, there, is, there is a demonic tongue, I have heard that. I've heard that and I've cast them out and all kinds of stuff too. But you want to remove those blockages and there might be an, a, an emotional place where somebody told you, no, the gifts are over. They don't work anymore. De deal with the cessation thing and then, and then go for it. Oh, and... Maybe we should get some people safe, too. All right. All right. Well, it's really is the, is, did the Holy Spirit cease when the, you know, when the apostles stopped and the, you know, and some people believe that's true. You know, I, I know miracles happen. So if there's still miracles, and, and Jesus said, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit when I leave, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit, that's the promise. You know, he was leaving. His exchange was, I'm giving you this person. And that person, you know, like Jesus said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. He was leaving. He left someone in his place who would fulfill that promise. I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. So to say that's for a different day is really more of an explanation of why, why I don't have it. You know, people justify, you know, not having power by just the explanation that that's not for today. And, um, and it just takes, it just takes to step out. And so we're gonna pray for you. Uh, so if you need the Holy Spirit to speak in tongues, 
want you to come here. If you need a miracle of any kind, you can come here. If you need healing of any kind, then you can come here. And if you're one of three people, maybe you're all three of those people, you need a miracle, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you need healing, I don't know what to tell you. You're going to have to pick a, pick a spot. <laughs> and, uh, and then we're just going to pray, and we're just going to believe God. That's how this works. So is, that, is everybody okay? All right, and I'll try not to brood. That's really hard for me, but I will try. So we're going to sing a song to create mood. And uh, Worship team, come on up. Worship team to the platform, please. anywhere you're here tonight you're not right with God and you know it you know you're not right with God and if this would be your last night in the earth do you know you'd go to heaven you said no well you can know that we're talking about a living God who died on a cross for you over 300 scriptures throughout the Old Testament that talk that God prophesied God would send his one and only son Emmanuel God with us he would send his one and only son to die in our place for us, for our sin. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. It says in the book of Acts that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Hell. There's a place called hell. Jesus talked about it. He taught on it quite a bit. I know it's a little upsetting and it's really been eliminated from many pulpits, but not here. There is a place called hell. And if you have your sin remains when you die, then you end up going into a place called hell. It was never created for you. It wasn't created for me. It's created for the devil and his demons, the lake of fire. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, anyone whose name is not found in the Lamb's book of life will find themselves in the lake of fire. And there's no second chances. That's it. Whatever decision you have when you die and you go into eternity, it's sealed. That's it. That's why the devil can't repent. Because the choice that he made to rebel against God was done in eternity. It's over for him. He said, can he repent? No, he can't repent. You're in time. Eternity's outside of time. When you pass on, that's it. He said, well... Well, I'm not ready to live for God. Well, how do you know you're going to live another day? Let me ask you that question. How do you know you're going to, how do you know the sun's going to come up tomorrow? You don't know that. We've had services where we've given opportunity for people to give their heart to Jesus. They didn't, and they did die. A youth, many years ago, died in a car crash. We bless you. We pray that doesn't happen. But don't, 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 don't wait. Give your heart to Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed, those online, those under the sound of my voice, you want to get right with God for the first time or make a recommitment to Him. Maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus, won't you do it tonight? I'm not talking about joining this church. I'm talking about having your sins forgiven. You can't be good enough. You, you can, if you surrendered your body to the flames and gave everything that you have, you'd still end up in hell. It's repentance that takes that away. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins to Him, He's faithful and just to forgive us cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why? Because he paid the price for you. He paid the price for me. And repentance is a lifestyle. Yes, you live that way because you blow it every day, but 
You ask God to forgive you, but there's a one-time conversion where you receive Jesus. If you've never done that, won't you do it now? Every head bowed, every eye closed, that's you. You want to be included in that prayer. If that's you, just on this, on this right side right here, if that's you, you're just on this side where Pastor Gannon's standing, on this side here. You want to get right with God, first time or recommitment to Him. You want to come home tonight, lift your hand, do it right now. Anybody on this side, God bless you, son. God bless you. Praise God. God bless you. Anybody else on this side? Just on this side. All right. Praise the Lord. Over on this side right here. Look at me. Y'all look at me. Just on this side. You want to get right with God for the first time or you've drifted and you want to come home tonight. If that's you, just on this side now, on the count of three, I want you to slip your hand up. One, two, three. Do it right now. God bless you. God bless you. Praise God. God bless you. I see that hand. Thank you for your honesty. Would you all stand up with us? If you raised your hand and you meant business with God, you're not playing. You're serious. You're really, you're really serious about giving your life, your, your life right. In a moment, I'm going to invite you to come up front. And we're going to all pray together. And why would you do that? Because the Bible says this. If you acknowledge me, this is what Jesus said. If you acknowledge me before men, I'll acknowledge you before my Father in heaven. But if you deny me, I will deny you. And I just believe that if you can't acknowledge that you're going to live for God in front of a bunch of people that are a bunch of Jesus freaks, it's going to be very hard to live for him out there in front of a bunch of people that don't really care. So if you raise your hand as soon as Minister Micah begins to sing, I want you and invite you to come. We're going to pray and then Pastor Gann is going to come back up. Come on. Come on now. Come on, come. You raise your hand. Come, meet me right here. Put your hands together for these, won't you? Come on, meet me right here. Praise the Lord. Come, come if you're serious with God. Maybe you didn't raise your hand. Come anyway. Just come right now. or you're in your seat or you're online I want you to pray this prayer and know this that when you pray this sincerely from your heart that everything you've ever done wrong everything you've ever done wrong everything you have ever done wrong will be expunged will be wiped out it's like when I was a kid in elementary school the teacher came with a sponge and wiped the blackboard off it's like God just comes with his blood and wipes out everything you ever did wrong. And you're born again. You're made new. You're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Come on, let's pray. All together, say with me, all together, say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin. Come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Help me to live for you. Give me a hunger for your word. 
Free me from every curse, from every bondage, and use my life for the purpose for which I was created. Heal me. Strengthen me to live for you the rest of my days. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Pastor Gannon, come on, we're going to pray that people get filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on, come up and back up. Come on, just thank God all across this place, won't you? Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to sing uh, another song. So if you need to be a filled with the Holy Spirit, if you're a kid, young person, you used to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and you did, just didn't practice, you want to be refilled, you know, just come. And then if you need a miracle or you need healing of any kind, you know, back, shoulder, neck, whatever it is, you, you know, miracle in your marriage, you need finances, you need a job, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. God, I believe, is going to help you tonight. So just come. We're going to believe God with you for the miraculous to be released tonight. Amen. And uh, and if you would, uh, you know, if you're if you're going to stay with us, please participate in people's miracles by casting your faith from where you are to them. Amen. Just you know, partner with us here in the front to ca- to cast your faith with these people here who need a miracle. So so don't be a spectator. Don't just be a spectator. Be, be a partner with us and partner your faith with us here tonight. So we're going to sing a song, and I'm going to believe that God is just going to release a supernatural thing. People will get filled with the Holy Ghost. Miracles will be released. People will be healed. Supernatural things are going to begin to happen. This atmosphere is just charged right now for the miraculous to be released. So we're just going to partner together. Is that okay? So let's sing a song. <laughs> you got a good one? freedom to pray in tongues i'm going to ask you just to begin to speak in the holy spirit right now just begin to pray in tongues if you have the freedom to pray in tongues and if you don't what you have to do is you begin to speak you begin to praise you think say thank you jesus thank you for filling me thank you for your love you have to you have to speak words 
And then the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will give you utterance. He will turn the English into tongues. And what you hear in your head, it might be ba 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 ba. Might be sha 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 sha. Might be la 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 la. Whatever you hear in your head, that thing you have to speak out in faith. So pray in tongues. And then just begin to thank him in English. Holy Ghost. Fill, fill, fill. Loose everybody's tongue who has a desire to be filled with the Holy Spirit. right now if you're a leader in this house you've been released to come pray at the altar i'm going to ask you to come help help me and uh, and just believe god that lives will be changed tonight amen so if you're a leader in this house small group leader prayer ministry leader whatever you know who you are if you're if you're not a weirdo you know self-proclaimed prophet you give yourself a title. Everybody in Kentucky is an apostle. You know, they're all reverend, apostle, doctor, something. Um, you know, they gave they gave it to themselves. So, <laughs> so if you're weird, don't pray. But if you're a leader, I'm going to ask you to come pray and help us. All of our all right? leaders. Can you and then up? just press in. You know the widow or the woman with the issue of blood. Hey, Pastor. Pressed in. Pastor Mike. Yes. 
all of our God leaders, speaking? all our leaders are not weird, so it's all good. Oh, nobody's here. No, no weird leaders. We don't have it. Oh, we don't have weird leaders. Thank you. I, I thought that was God speaking to me for a second. I'm like, <laughs> did I do something? I'm so sorry. <laughs> better than any drug I ever did. Every high I've ever had is a counterfeit to the most high. He's the most high. And it's free. can be addicting because I can't get enough but it's free and it's good for you <laughs> I rarely have a hangover <clears throat> and the Holy Ghost there's moments you just I call it being train wrecked you just get train wrecked by the Holy Ghost just like disappear but anyway that's a topic for a different day so let's pray
Just keep stirring it up. You know, it's the prime the pump thing. Y'all all with me? So you gotta, you gotta help us out and prime the pump for the miraculous to be released. So, so just keep partnering with us. Don't, don't let it lull. Do you know what a lull is? Don't let it lull. Keep, keep priming it. Okay, because I'm telling you, God's gonna do great miracles. So keep helping us out. And uh, you're doing great. You are good to me, 
and I sing because you are good and I dance because you are good and I shout because you are good, you are good to me.
you haven't seen nothing yet you haven't seen nothing yet for what I prepared for you what you've seen is just a shadow of what it is that I will accomplish in and through you 
And if I were to tell you, you would not believe me. The purposes I have for you, says the Lord. Wow. Are y'all lulling or we're pressing in still? You're like fanatical people for Jesus. You really are. You're just like, you're like that little Pac-Man thing. Just, just trying to... Just get all of God you can. All right, let's sing another song. I guess that was good. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you for what you've done tonight. Oh, there's at least one person here and you're riddled with self-hatred. You agree with the voices of darkness who would tell you it would be better that you offed yourself, that you would be better that you not be here. You even look at yourself in the mirror and come in agreement with the thoughts that come about the way that you look. self-hatred it's an assignment from hell thoughts of offing yourself taking your own life it's called suicide it's a demon spirit listen to me it's a demon spirit that would tell you to take yourself and that it'd be better it is the single most selfish thing a human being can do self-murder it is not the will of God and you have no promise to make it to heaven if you kill yourself There is freedom that is found in Jesus. There's a number of you here that even hear voices and see dark figures around you at times. Nobody moving around, nobody messing around unless you absolutely have to. You hear voices, you see dark shadows, you think it's just normal. It is not normal. Please, please, stop. You hear voices, you hear voices that tell you how ugly you are, how you're never going to amount to anything, that your life is not worth anything. I declare to you it is a lie from the pit of hell. The truth of the Word of God says this, that He loves you, that He fashioned you, that He made you, that He knit you together while you were in your mother's womb, whether you know who your mother is or not. And He has a plan and a purpose, a purpose and a hope and a future for you, Jeremiah 29, 11. I defy, I come against every voice. There's one person specifically here. I do not know who you are. One person specifically. You want to be set free from that self-hatred of the over-voice of the enemy. If you come right now, God will deliver you. Right now. Where are you? Come right here. I know it's bold. Where are you? You're here. You're here. You struggle with self-hatred. Don't be ashamed. Shame will keep you, in a, keep you in a ditch. It's not God's plan for you. God's plan for you. Lift your hands. We've dealt with this thing before. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I command thou foul spirit 
In Jesus' name, you will not afflict him anymore. I grab you even by your roots tonight in the name that's above every other name, suicide and self-hatred. I command you to come out in Jesus' name. Come out of him. Come out. Lord, break your hold off of him. Be free. Be free. Be free in Jesus' name. Come on now, begin to pray in the spirit. Joy! 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 Be free! There's another person here. You're here. Be free tonight. Be free tonight from self-hatred. Be free. Break all allegiances with that. Break it. It might not be as strong as suicide, but you need to repent. Ask God to forgive you for self-hatred. He'll free you. It's a new day. It's a new hour. Come on, you just talk to Jesus. Lord, forgive us. Come on, tell him. Forgive me. I give you praise. Now I have a purpose. Now I have you know what that means then? You know what that means? <laughs> now I have a purpose. Now I have a destiny. Right. You made me for your glory. Right, you made me for your glory. I was made unique in your heart. I 
you've done tonight. Lord, what you'll do tomorrow. Lord, and Tuesday, bring us back here Wednesday night at 7. Lord, blow up Anchorage on Tuesday night. Bless and touch your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards them. Be gracious to them. Keep them and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you Wednesday night. Hallelujah. If the sun has set you free, you are free indeed. The sun has set you free, you are free indeed.